the sunrise Lighting the sky Casting its shadows near And on this morning Bright though it be I feel those shadows near me But you Yes, yes. 
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang, which is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Thomas Nesbitt. A warm welcome to yourself, Karen, and to Thomas and Kevin and Emma, and welcome to Thomas's brothers and sisters who are with us here. Welcome to all the family and friends. Many, as you know, would have liked to have been here with you today, but because of the restrictions, they are unable to be present here in the church. But they send you their love, their affection, their sympathy, and their prayers. The Mass itself today will be audio recorded, and those that are not physically present with us will be able to participate in the Mass later on. I know that this is a moment of great sadness for all of you who are here in the church today. Uh, and of course, um, the sadness is that Thomas is no longer with you. He was a greatly loved man by Karen and Thomas and Kevin and Emma, brothers and sisters, family and friends, and everyone will miss him very much indeed in the months and years to come too. Life, I'm, I'm sure you would agree, seems all too short in the end. There's so much more to do, so much more to see, so much more to look forward to. Sadly for all of us, Thomas's life seems all too short. We hope that he could have lived to see so much more in his life. But be easy in a day such as today to think of the things not done, rather than the things that have been done. Today we think of all of the blessings that Thomas has brought to all of your lives, and today is a day to count those blessings. In this place, we thank God for the generous and loving life that Thomas has been to all of you. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who are mercy for sinners, and the happiness of your saints. Give, we pray, to your servant, for whom uh, we perform this fraternal offices of burial, a share in your chosen ones and the blessedness that you give, so that the day of resurrection, freed from the bonds of mortality, he may come before you face to face. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Dear friends, let us love one another since love comes from God. 
that everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. And anyone who fails to love can never have known God because God is love. God's love was revealed to us when God sent into the world his only Son so that we could have life through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us when he sent his Son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. Dear friends, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. No one has ever seen God, but as long as we love one another, God will live in us and his love will be complete in us. The word of the Lord. from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Be ambitious 
for the higher gifts, and I am going to show you a way that is better than any of them. If I have all the eloquence of men or of angels, but speak without love, I am simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. And if I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all the mysteries there are and knowing everything, and if I have faith in all its fullness to move mountains, but without love, then I am nothing at all. And if I give away all that I possess piece by piece, and if I even let them take my body to burn it, but I'm without love, it will do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. It's never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It's never rude or selfish. It doesn't take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. It's always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. The word of the Lord. Please stand. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a lawyer who, to disconcert Jesus, stood up and said to him, Master, what must I do to gain eternal life? And he said to him, What do you find written in the law? What do you read there? And he replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbour as yourself. You have answered right, said Jesus. Do this, and that life will be yours. But the man was anxious to justify himself and said to Jesus, And who is my neighbour? And Jesus replied, A man was once on his way down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell into the hands of brigands. They took all he had, beat him, and then made off, leaving him half dead. Now, a priest happened to be travelling down the same road, but when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, who came to the place, saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan traveller, who came upon him, was moved with compassion when he saw him. He went up and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. He then lifted him onto his own mount, carried him on to the inn, and looked after him. Next day he took out two denarii and handed them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and on my way back I will make good any extra expense you have. Which of these three do you think? 
proved himself a neighbour to the man who fell into the brigand's hands. The one who took pity on him, he replied. Jesus said to him, go and do the same yourself. The Gospel of the Lord. Please to Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated. I'm sure for all of you who are here today, it will seem very strange and very unreal to think that Thomas has died and we are here attending his funeral mass. He was, as you know, a very vibrant and alive character and it's difficult to take in that he has passed away. As I mentioned at the beginning, there seemed so much more for him to do, to see his own children to another stage of life and to be part of his newly born grandchild Evie's life as well. It feels as if his life has been cut short. There should have been many more milestones to pass, much more to see and very much more to do as well. But maybe it's always like this, isn't it? The more that we have life, the more that we would wish more of life. And is there ever a good time to leave this life? Is there not always a sense in which there are things that are undone? I suppose that we always realise that there is an element in that fact. Some prepare the land, sow the seeds, and don't bring in the harvest. It wouldn't be wholly accurate, though, that for Thomas, because he has lived to see the family up, who meant so much to him, saw them growing up and doing well, and being a real credit to Thomas himself and to his mum, Karen, and to their mum, Karen. It's good that they themselves, who are here, their children know how proud he was of them, loved them, and that they each meant everything to him. Today for the Mass, I have chosen a reading which might seem strange for a funeral. It's the story of the Good Samaritan. Like yourselves, probably, uh, I like this story very much. It's a parable that Jesus tells, of course, of a good man who goes out of his way to help someone else. And when others walk by, he doesn't. He binds the man's wounds, puts them on his mount, his horse, and then takes him to a place to be looked after. He pays for everything in full and will make good any extra expense when he returns. He could have easily passed by and he could have easily ignored him. He could have easily gone about his own business but he doesn't. He does good and goes that extra mile with kindness. At the end of our own life, very often we don't know all of those good things that we also have done in our own life. And yet there are many acts of kindness that go to making up a person's life. But if we don't count those things and don't know them all, then God himself knows all those acts of kindness 
just like the story that we heard in the gospel. God knows exactly what we do. Thomas, I always thought, was a kind man and someone who instinctively looked after others. God sees all of those kindnesses that he's done and will be well pleased with them. Today, also in the readings, we hear St. Paul himself speak about love. So many things pass away. So many things don't last. But love doesn't pass away. Your love for Thomas will not pass away, won't diminish. You will always care for him, always love him, always think about him. Love most certainly does not die. And we have come to say that here today in this place. We believe it with all our hearts and we know it to be true. And in this place we also want to say that we know that God's love for us never dies also. For there is a destination to which we are all travelling towards. An end point which all our work and all our life is aimed towards. Kindness matters. Our sacrifices matter. All the good things that we have done count. In that place, we are loved for God by God for all eternity. And we are united in his mercy with all that we have loved here on earth. All are welcome to that place. All are welcomed to that place in which there are many rooms, rooms aplenty, and rooms for all. Just a few words about Thomas's life, much of which you will know yourself. Thomas was the son of Isabella and Thomas Nisbet, born in the Calton, then moved to Lilybank in Parkhead with his siblings, the late John and Susan and Jim and Margaret and Helen and Isabel and Anne and Michael and Patrick. When his mum died, uh, he missed her very much indeed and moved in with John and the family, and this helped him a great deal. I believe in his younger days he was funny and mischievous by all accounts. By trade, he was a scaffolder in the building trade. They always say in the building trade that the scaffolders are the craziest of people, something to do perhaps with the risks that they take and the life and limb that they themselves take that no one else will do. He would have to give up that work later on in life because of persistent health problems. He was very fortunate to meet Karen in life, a kind, generous and thoughtful girl. And of course, they had much love and kindness between each other. And they settled down to life here in Cambus Lang. The light of their lives, of course, were their children, uh, Thomas and Kevin and Emma, who are here with us today. Both himself and Karen have been great parents to their children, and we can see that in the way that these children have grown up to be spectacular adults. Thomas loved his children very much, for they were his pride and joy, 
and he couldn't be more delighted also to have held and welcomed into the world Emma's child, Evie. It seemed in those moments that a new chapter was beginning in his life. He was a good father, and because of ill health, he himself was in charge of the domestic duties and affairs, cleaning and cooking and driving and spending lots of time with the children when they were growing up. The family say that he was very supportive, strong and a good listening ear. Sometimes he had a loud, a very loud voice indeed. His brothers and sisters and their families meant a lot to him and he enjoyed catching up with brothers at the snooker hall and getting news about his sisters and the rest of the family. As you will know yourself, he had a lot of trouble and ill health with his legs, uh, but he didn't let them didn't let that get him down. There was always the danger of them bleeding when knocked. But despite all of this, he managed to go on and make a life, a good life for himself and for the others. In this last illness, the children themselves were a great consolation to him, as were the family, the rest of the family. Karen herself was a great help, looking after him, using her exceptional nursing skills. But it was remarkable what young Thomas himself did for his father, and all of you, I know, are rightfully proud of him. The story that we hear of the Good Samaritan today is reflected in a special way in your life. You did not turn aside. You did everything in the power, your power to care for your father. You walked that extra mile. Today at Mass, we have heard the story of the Good Samaritan. Along the road of life, we meet many people who bear that title and can take that title. People who have done good things and helped us on our way. That image itself comes to mind too about Thomas. His goodness, his kindness, his support and his love have made the world of a difference to all of you. God knows all of these things that he has done and he himself counts all those acts of kindness. He knows all those things and he's well pleased with them. Thomas would be glad that you are all here today at this hour. He was your brother, your husband, your father, and he was especially dear to you. You will never stop thinking about him. You will never stop loving him, because love itself never, ever dies. It's just as St. Paul says, everything else might pass away, but love does not. Thomas, rest in peace now after your life's work. Rest in peace after all of the joy and happiness that you have brought to many people's lives. Rest in peace after the trials and labours of the day. Rest in peace and thank you for all that your life has meant to so many.
Brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands and be pleasing to you this day. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant Thomas, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. For it's at your summons that we come to birth, by your will that we are governed, and at your command that we return to that earth from which we came. And when you give the sign... We who have been redeemed by the death of your Son shall be raised up to the glory of the resurrection. And so, with the company of the angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Please sit down. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. And remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Thomas, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, may praise you and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Please be seated. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
just to say to you with regard to Holy Communion, instead of coming forward, I'll go through the church uh, to give you Holy Communion. So if you would like to receive Holy Communion, I simply ask you to stand and to place your hands out in order to receive Communion. If you don't want to receive Communion, but maybe you prefer just to receive a blessing, then just to put your hand on your breast, and I'll give you a blessing as I pass by. And if you don't want to receive Holy Communion or a blessing, then please just remain seated where you are. Please stand for Communion. Make me a channel of your peace Where there is hatred, let me bring your love Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord And where there's doubt, true faith in you Make me a channel of your peace See you. 
Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it our dear brother Thomas may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Please sit down just for a moment. Just before the final prayers, I'd just like to read this beautiful letter out, if you don't mind me. Uh, doing that on behalf of the kids. Uh, so you'll be able to follow it just if you have it. A letter to Dad. Recently we have been reflecting on how much you mean to all of us. One thing we realised is that we are all very alike in different ways. You have taught us so many things in life and many include hidden lessons. If you want something done, do it yourself. Never take from others. Family comes first. Always look after your siblings. Go for anything you're passionate about. Love can be betrayed in many ways. Your patter is terrible, but it's gold to us. Cleaning up the house is hard, which you made look easy. Thank you for raising us from babies to adults that we are today. No matter what, we always knew there was a meal on the table and heating in the house. Thank you for showing a love that not all dads show and for always pushing us in the right direction. The foundation you gave us will make us successful in life 
even through the hard times you taught us to stay strong. We should be proud of the way that we have turned out, which is a testament to you and Mum for all you have done for us. We know that Evie and any children that we may have, and many Thomas, uh, will grow up to be loved and cared for eternally because of the role model you were to us. You showed us that love for your children. You showed us that love for your children is something that cannot be bought. This is not goodbye, Dad. This is till later. We love you, Thomas, Kevin and Emma. That's very beautiful. Thank you. Please stand.
Stay.